Y'all, it's a great question because part of it is wanting to leave the room with a bit of validation. More on this in this episode of Stationed with Stories. Station with Stories. That's it. All right, you are listening to Station with Stories. I am your host, Kalisha Hollis-Jesse. And before we get started, let me just let y'all know that these are my thoughts, my thoughts, my thoughts. And they do not represent or reflect the positions, opinions, or views of the U.S. Armed Forces in any way. All right, y'all, now that we got that out of the way, hi, peeps. We are here once again. So excited to be here with you all, as I always am, honestly, It is a pleasure. And if this is your first time here with the podcast, just know that you are in the right place. If you like books, if you like stories, if you like meal spouse stories, and that is military spouse stories and all the good, bad, ugly, everything in between that comes with this life, y'all. So let's just jump right into it. And the, you know, for those, for those who have been with me, you know, the loyal ones, the ones who have been with me from the beginning, y'all know. I am so thankful for your support of this podcast. So getting into the book that I finished this past week, I read The Niger Wife by Vanessa Walters. Now this book came out this year, 2023, and I want to say that maybe it was recommended to me based on another book that I read. I can't really remember how I found the book, or maybe it was in a periodical, you know, one of the book periodicals, book page or something like that. And I saw it and I think particularly I wanted something that had a bit of mystery. And that is something that I don't read very often, like who done it or what happened mysteries. So I thought let's diversify a bit because I love to review books that I think I might enjoy. Right when I start reading them, I'm like, okay, I want to read it because I think I might enjoy this book. But I also try to find books that are different from the ones that I have read more recently for myself, just to enrich myself, but also for y'all, because I'm thinking about y'all. I'm like, you let's let's make sure that this book list represents a little bit more in terms of styles. So here we go. My words for this book, loaded, yo-yo, open-ended. Okay, so loaded. This book, The Niger Wife, this book is really interesting. It's loaded with lots of characters who are very interesting The premise of the book, there is a woman who has gone missing in Nigeria and she was raised in the UK and her aunt goes to try to figure out what happened to her. And she's married to a Nigerian man. She is coming from a Caribbean family that lives in the UK, but she is a Niger wife, which is a real term that is used for expat wives of Nigerians. So this is something that opened up my world and I learned quite a bit. And the author is, it sounds like to be a former Niger wife. And she talks about this after the book, you know, after the pages are done of the actual novel, she talks a little bit about her background and her familiarity with this particular lifestyle. So that was really interesting, loaded with lots of information for me just about this world. It opened up that world, very interesting. For those who know about Niger Wise or 
are Niger wives, this will be something that you just know about, right? But if you don't know anything about this world, it was the same for me and it was fascinating, okay? So there's that. There are the characters. There are so many characters, not more than I would say average for a novel, but they all have very loaded past. And that part is interesting. I think the author really centers on the experience of the main protagonist. And, you know, a little bit about this family, this Caribbean family in the UK, and then also about this Nigerian family that she married into. Everyone has their history and culture is a very big piece of this book. And so you learn a lot about the culture, the backgrounds, and then also the motives of the characters for those who might have been involved with her disappearance or not. This is very loaded, all this information, all of their backgrounds, their motives, and the themes of this book, family, culture, betrayal, infidelity, all of these things are really are really packed into the book. So I would say loaded. The second word I would say is yo-yo. Yo-yo, there is a back and forth. And this narrative style is pretty common, I would say, these days, where you're going from one narrator to the next narrator. And in this book, though, there is a yo-yo, a flipping between present and past. So you have the pre gone missing era and the post gone missing era. And so there's kind of a yo-yoing of that. And then even within those two main frameworks, you see a little bit of uh, all these different characters in their lives and the, their perspectives. So that is, that is definitely a yo-yo. You're going back and forth. And it's interesting. You get a chance to learn a lot about a few characters and then a little bit bit about a lot of characters. And finally, I would say open-ended. The book, like I said, is is based on this this woman who goes missing and she's a Niger wife and you learn about Niger wives and it's fascinating. It's fascinating what's happening just culturally just learning about, you know, what it means to be a Niger wife and and then also happened in the past that made her want to leave her family in the UK. That part is is interesting. But the open-ended part, when you get to the very end, y'all, it was not, it was the type of book that I enjoy because it was not very satisfying in some ways. And when I say satisfying, I feel like it is open-ended to the point where she could write a sequel to this book. I'm not sure if that is the goal at all, but I would be curious to see the sequel if there was one, if there was one. And if there isn't, it is it's open-ended, right? It Does everybody get what they want? You have to ask yourself that question. And some people love stories, right? Usually romance stories, they end with everyone happily ever after. And I have read some books that are more or less in that vein, and they are not necessarily my favorite you know there has to be there has to be some longing some wanting some things that just were just near misses and that's what you get with this book I would say that it it was it was quite open-ended the the ending and 
Once again, my words are loaded. Yo-yo, open-ended. The book is The Niger Wife by Vanessa Walters. Came out in 2023. Check it out if you so choose. All right, y'all. Moving on to the topic of the day. Who is validating your journey? Validation, okay? So when we think about the word validation... In pop culture, you know, you think about validating, you get your parking validated, for example, or validation from parents. Usually we talk about the validation from parents or adults when we talk about children. But we don't often talk about adults validating other adults. Mm -hmm. We don't. And I think even in this culture, and it's very interesting because we're in that kind of post-COVID moment, definitely like post-center of COVID height of COVID moment, right? In terms of our attention and our preoccupations with this this disease. So I think that we learned a lot in the last couple of years about relationships and how important they are, how damaging isolation is, how damaging it is to be cut off from other people socially And, you know, for good reasons, we did what we need to do and are still doing things that we need to do just to keep ourselves protected and safe. And at the same time, it's interesting because it really cut across a culture, I would say, American culture, I'll say specifically, which is very much individual. We, You don't need anyone to tell you anything. You can handle things by yourself. You don't need any validation from other people. You validate yourself. And so I would say that while I feel like that's still true, there's a little bit of COVID that made people think, rethink this thing. Like, okay, we need community. We need each other. But we still overall have this sense of we don't need validation from other people as adults. And, you know, I was having a conversation this past week with Yovana Chase, and she has a podcast, Coaching the Brave. And so a little bit more on that later, because I will be interviewed in her podcast soon, and I'll let you all know when that happens. But we had a conversation recently, and she's also a military spouse. And she asked me what I might tell other male spouses, kind of as an encouragement. And I thought that was important. And it's something that I've asked in my interviews as well. Just what would you say to other male spouses out there going through different transitions or having experiences similar to yours? What would you say? Those who are new male spouses. And y'all, it's a great question because part of it is wanting to leave the room with a bit of validation, the, you know, the audio room with some validation. And it just does not happen enough. And I would say that a lot of times, and we we talked about this, a lot of times we have spaces where people are just tearing each other down. And and then especially in this particular lifestyle, y'all, you need people to validate you. You need people to admonish you because I will say that sometimes you, if you go on the wrong way, I always tell, especially when I'm doing mentoring workshops and, and mentoring students, okay, you need somebody to correct you too. But it is a very small crew of people who understand what it is to be attached to someone whose career is quite, shall I say, unpredictable, right? 
and and then also try to make your thing work, making sure that you are doing the things that give you a lot of joy, that bring you light and life. That piece, right, is is important to keep in mind. But like, who really is validating that that process for you? Sometimes that validation can be difficult to get from people who don't understand the life, right? Who who don't really understand what you're doing, particularly as a military spouse. And if you, you know, have your career or if you're moving around or if you're not moving around because of their career, that piece of having people understand and say, yeah, I get it. And I think you're doing a good thing by standing by your partner. That piece for a lot of people who are outside of this world is just confusing in this day and age. And y'all, for me, in the last week, there have there have been so many moments where I have been validated. And and I it, it seems small, but it's really big. And it's a really big part of, I think, what I seek out as well. But for example, I'll just tell you, I was hanging out with some military spouses, as I usually do, you know, weekly, there's a crew of us in the area, and we do different things. And we were out walking, y'all. And some of us are much more into walking and exercise and outdoor stuff than others. <laughs> and so just validating the work, the going out and exercising, that kind of thing for spouses who were not normally going to be out on the trail or it was harder for them to get and kind of get out. And they were like, oh, you know, this is a lot for me. You you came out and did it though, sis. You did this. Come on out here and get your, your props for coming out and doing these two and a half, three miles of walking with these baby strollers that we're doing. Okay. Just that validation to others and then them also validating me on how I'm always ripping and running and like active and doing a lot of things. I am. I do be doing stuff, y'all. A whole bunch of stuff. And and that's part of like what gives me joy in experiencing, and I've said this before, experiencing this place here where I am rooted because of my spouse's job, right? Part of me feeling good about a move like this and not having control over it is that I need to make my own space happen here outside of what he might normally like to do. Like I am here and I am not going to leave this space because this is where we're rooted, but let me make it feel good for me. Let me get out here on these trails. Let me get out here and do these different activities. That's what validates me. And it's really cool that I have other people who say, hey, yeah, I see you. I see you out there doing all the things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes, <laughs> very much a busybody. But that's what brings me joy, right? I'm not I'm not really a homebody. Only, only occasionally, you know, will I say I need to hibernate. So there's that. I was also, because I'm really big and rooting myself in the local churches that I'm at. So I got into this church. I really enjoy it. And so I volunteered to cater our Bible study meal last week. And y'all, it was very, very much validation for people to say, the food is good. We love the food. The food is really good, y'all. Because if I would have done all that and nobody said anything validating me, because I'm like, I, I know I can cook. I'm a Southern girl and I knew I know about the kitchen. Okay. I, I learned that from an early age and I love cooking. I love to cook. So to have that validation was important. That happened in the past week. 
also, you know, just having that conversation, like I said, with Yovana, that was that was part of me validating other military spouses, but her and I were validating each other in that conversation. And I, and I thought after a week of lots of validation, we need that. We definitely need someone. And it got me to thinking, y'all, it really got me to thinking. You remember those annoying chain emails? And I know they still exist. I'm not in that world where I get too many of those really ever anymore. But those chain emails and it's like, you send a validation, you send a, you know, if you're, uh, for me, a lot of them were Christian. So you send a scripture to someone else or for my work ones, they would say, you know, send this to someone who you really admire. And it's like a little copy and paste message. You remember those, right? Yes. What if we can get those type of messages on demand? You know, for those moments when you're like trying hard and you trying hard to raise these kids and these kids going haywire and you're like, hey, I'm out here trying to raise these kids in these different school districts that I have to push them through because we move so much or I'm homeschooling and that's the life that we set up for our family and I just need somebody to validate me. Wouldn't it be lovely to be able to get that message, either text or email or whatever, on demand? Not that you have to do anything, right, to send it to the 10 people or 15 people or 25 people, right? No, that you get that validation message for yourself and in the moment that you need it. And, you know, it, there's so many moments here, just validation that you are doing the right thing by being supportive of a spouse who's career really a lot of time takes center place in the family life. That piece, like I said before, not too many people understand and appreciate. And if you don't have a lot of military spouses around you who validate you and get it or people in other lifestyles, not necessarily related to the military at all, but understand that sacrifice of really attuning yourself to this particular person's career and and also on your side trying to find the things and keep focus of what you enjoy and what you want to accomplish in life. If you don't have those people who can say, hey, you are doing a good job at whatever station of life you're in right now. And even if you feel like you can do better, even if you are not killing it per se at this moment. Listen, it takes a lot of energy to keep it together. Mhm. And this lifestyle and just in life and just in life period, right? It takes a lot of energy sometimes to really show up and be big and be bold. And sometimes you just need someone to say, "Hey, I see you. You are doing the best you can, and I like that. I support that." Mm-hmm. So if you don't have that person around you or that group of people, if you have not been getting that validation, definitely encourage you to find the places where you can really feel encouraged. And this is your encouragement from me. You got this. You are doing the best you can. And even if you are not doing the very best, you're not killing it like you used to or like you want to, you will get there. But just take a moment and be appreciative of you right now. 
All right, y'all. Moving on to the last portion of the podcast, I have for you another flash fiction piece. And this one is called Waiter, Bring More Wine. Did you see Charlotte? Ming asked, leaning against a tall cocktail hour table, nursing a soda. The class reunion was now in full swing. And after the initial hellos, people began falling into their old cliques as if 25 years were mere minutes separated from one's best friends. I saw Charlotte when she checked in. She looks great, said Tabitha as she took a sip of wine. A waiter walked by with olive tapenade atop bruschetta, and both women grabbed one. I know, right? Doesn't even look like she's been through a divorce and rehab. Skinny wench. She's always been perfect. She's even pulling off that orange lipstick she's wearing, Ming sighed. The lipstick's undeniable, but everything else, pills and Botox, Tabitha reminded her bestie. They nodded and took a bite of their food. A waiter came by with wine, and Tabitha took her second glass of the night while Ming, as designated driver, stuck with her soda. Ladies! A voice called out from behind them. Jeff? The women exclaimed. Though Ming's voice rang loudest as she'd dated Jeff way back when. Everyone had been surprised when the guy voted biggest flirt by their senior class ended up married with two kids by 24. How's it going? He asked as he handed out warm hugs. Peachy, Ming said with a grin and cheeky shoulder shrug. What about you? Where's the wife? She asked, cupping her hand above her brows and swiveling her head back and forth in a searching motion. Our youngest isn't feeling well, so she stayed back this time. You? He's on a business trip, Ming said. The usual. And I'm still playing the field like I'm 16, Tabitha said. They chuckled as a waiter came by with a tray of smoked salmon appetizers. They all grabbed one, and a silent moment passed between them as they inspected the crowded room of old peers. You know, Tabitha said, finishing her bite of food, we were just talking about you and your old flame Charlotte. You two should head to the photo booth and recreate the prom queen and king photo. Ming rolled her eyes. It had been a senior year scandal that Charlotte had stolen Jeff from Nerdy Ming right after homecoming. Though Ming and Jeff's friendship recovered, Charlotte occupied the paradoxical space of both resentment and admiration. Jeff chuckled lightly. That's high school drama for you. Always dredging up the past. He then focused on the tray of prosciutto-wrapped figs coming their way. Tabitha nodded and grabbed more food from the passing tray, but Ming didn't move, her eyes set on Jeff's collar. Is that lipstick, Jeff? Ming asked. Tabitha paused, mid-bite. Indeed, a distinctive orange hue peeked up from inside his collar. She looked at her best friend, then back at Jeff, whose hue reddened. Tabitha clucked her tongue in amusement, smile widening in conspiratorial glee. 
You'll need an Uber tonight, Tab, Ming said quietly, before motioning to a waiter across the room, who promptly sauntered over with a night's selection of wines. All right, y'all, that is it for this episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. This is Station with Stories. Y'all, I always have some stories. I always have something to share with the people, okay? And if you have not checked me out on social media, at stationed underscore story, that's where you can find me. And y'all, you need to share this podcast. Share it with a friend. Please do leave a comment wherever you are listening, stationwithstories.com. If you are on the website, there you can also reach out to me personally and y'all give it all the stars give the podcast all the stars let people know why you love this podcast and i will be back next monday this is station with stories i am your host kalisha hollis jesse bye peeps (laughs) 